Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast with Mike and Tony Tadage, the father-son team and owners of Team T Automotive in Northern Indiana. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tadish back with you from the glove box, bringing you another podcast episode. Uh, we're independent shop owners in Northern Indiana, uh, kind of the South Bend, Indiana is kind of our centralized location with five automotive service centers taking care of customers now in our 39th year uh, doing this. Uh, so been uh, our full careers with that. Uh, we take care of all makes, all models, uh, you know, European, American, Asian uh, trucks, you know, light trucks and cars and all that stuff. But anyhow, uh, we're here. We're a father and son team duo. Uh, originally started uh, was a husband and wife team, which we're still involved. And in. now we're father, son with wives involved in our businesses as well. So how are you doing today, Tony? This glove box is dirty. Well, maybe you should. Get the vacuum cleaner out and clean it out because some of your kids probably left some crap in there. Uh, it's got candy and stuff rolling around in here. I think you were the last one in it. I don't I don't have any candy in my car. You should say I resemble that remark. <laughs> I could be. Um hey, in this in this episode, we're gonna talk about the importance of something we really don't um, do, you know, for customers. We're we're a, a repair maintenance type of garage, but what about, you know, taking care of your car? What about washing and waxing and vacuuming it out and stuff? And I think cleaning out your glove box, cleaning out your glove box. You have to make that sure that glove box is really clean in case we want to pop into your glove box. Um, or in case you go to pull your registration out and you have something that you shouldn't have in there when the police well, officer is standing in the window. A lot of times your independent shop needs to get your registration and get, uh, information off of it to be able to properly service your car and stuff so make sure that make sure you have a clean glove box and not stuff in there that shouldn't be in there most of the time we're getting in there in your glove box to look at your cabin filter and all your private uh information and different things that we could share stories on in a non-pg episode that fall (laughs) out of people's glove boxes um fall out good good point about that because uh the glove box does have to and oftentimes in a lot of cars has to be removed to be able to change the cabin air filter, which is nothing more than the furnace filter for the car. It filters all that air that you breathe and it it's usually located behind there. So yeah. Or sure. if you're in a state that allows in some states it's illegal substances or paraphernalia, but you live in a state that it's legal in, but you work in a state that it's illegal in. And that stuff is in your glove box. That becomes a problem as well. Really deep there. That's true. But yeah. And don't put that back by your spare tire either, people. So <laughs> you're on the side of the road and a good Samaritan cop decides to come over and help you change your spare tire. And there's your uh, stash bag right by your spare tire. Not not good. Oh, so. boy. Well, you just uh, you just took this uh, episode from the glove box right off the right off the road and crashed it into a cement <laughs> abutment. But we'll uh, we'll we'll try to steer back on here. So keep your car clean, keep your car clean. Yeah. Let's do that. That's Um, my take. I think with this, you know, especially if if I go back to, you know, many, many moons ago as a, as a young gentleman, uh, you you know, a car, you got your car, you got your Camaro or you got your Mustang, whatever your flavor is. Your Mustang. I don't Camaro, but anyhow, Firebird. everybody, yeah, they, everybody gets to pick what they want to drive, but he had this car and he kept it spotless, man. 
even if a leaf would fall on that car, you'd get it. And you kept it washed and waxed and vacuumed out. You're trying to go around and, you know, impress somebody. We won't, you know, we can't just say, you know, the girls or anything because we've got to. It's 2023. 2023. But whoever you're trying to impress, you try to keep the car clean. Let's, let's leave it at that. Um, so I'm proud of you. Yeah. yeah, Starting to grow finally. Yeah. Um, but when we think about this, you know, is maintaining a car, whether you do it yourself or you use one of these, you know, places that do car washes and waxes and vacuum and all that. But I think it's extremely important. I think there's a whole bunch of things that make it extremely important, but number one, you know, this is a capsule, uh, that you're spending a, a, a lot of time in why, you know, wouldn't you want to spend it in a, you know, a clean car and stuff like that. Um, so there's, you know, many advantages, whether you're a do it yourself or you have somebody do that, there's plenty of opportunities to take, uh, you know, to maintain a car with washing and waxing, cleaning wheels and all that. But got some, uh, got some thoughts on this subject, Tony. Yeah. Sometimes it's a capsule to contain all your, you got your beat button ready, Brody. <laughs> So no, we don't say bad things. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. So keeping the car clean, keeping the underbody clean. You know, if you're going through a car wash, find a car wash that has an underbody wash. Number one, that gets all the salt and all the debris and road tar and everything else out from underneath the vehicle. Um, number two, a lot of people don't realize this, but clean your window glass. We get so many complaints at times that people that have to defrost their windows, like my defroster is not working that well. Well, we take a rag and we clean your window and now your defroster works magically. It's, it's wonderful. So, but cleaning your glass inside, especially if you're a smoker, um, you know, don't be disgusted when you clean your window glass with a blue towel or a white towel and the towel turns green or yellow. Um, but that's the excess smoke that's on the inside of the windows. Um, but you know, clean your window glass. That's, that's a safety issue in, in some cases. Um, when you're taking care of a car, it's, it's kind of like the old saying that, that the car almost has some feelings. Also it, a clean car is a happy car. Um, and, and not a lot of people, I think, uh, realize that, that a car that's, that's well-kept, well-groomed, well-taken care of is, is for some reason, a lot of times we don't see a lot of breakdowns on cars that are in really, really good shape and clean and spotless and stuff. Um, uh, a customer uh, comes to mind that had a, a, a 92 Bonneville and I'm not talking 10 or 20 years ago. I'm talking like two years ago um, and stuff, but that car was just spotless. I mean, you could eat off the floor front and rear and stuff. And, and he drove that car for work and that, that car ran a lot longer than what it should have ran for um, and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, I think that's one of the things that, that a lot of people lose in today's society um, is is the cleanliness of the car, the cleanliness of the interior of the car as well. Just because it's clean on the outside, keep it clean on the inside in everything too. There's extra weight. There's extra things that you're carrying around in your car um, and stuff that you don't necessarily have to carry around and, and do that way. Um, we can tell horror stories of some cars that we've gotten in as far as the cleanliness goes of the inside. I can tell a story of one time there was a, a dead animal inside the lady's car and she didn't realize her pet had died <laughs> inside of the car and wow. brought it in for work. Okay. Um, well, you just so. steered this thing right off there. You hit a good point though. You brought up the, even the cleanliness of windshields. It's a, it's a safety item. 
Um, you uh, came and visited us on a on a trip, uh, you know, not not too long ago, and rented a your family truckster so you could haul your uh, six pack family around. Yeah. Um, and he gets into a suburban, and the windshield was so nasty, and it happened to be a in a very sunshiny state. Um, and and stop at a gas station and clean it. Yeah, in in a rental car that you know costs you a hundred bucks a day or more probably uh, for that suburban. But uh, but if you think about it, it does become a safety issue and stuff. So cleaning the glass on a car, and again, if you're honestly if you're too lazy to do it, then go pay somebody. There's plenty of people that do that. But I think if we talk about that, I think it makes you feel better if you're in a nice, clean, well-maintained car. Um, I think number two. Um, the value, like Tony talked about that old, that older 92 Bonneville, the value of your car is so much more increased when the body looks good. The, the seats look good, leather cloth, the carpet, um, you know, all those pieces of it and stuff. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars difference on trade value on a car that's been washed and waxed and cleaned and maintained well versus one that's not. I mean, you're, so you're taking this expensive asset that's 25, 35, 45, 55,000. Um, and you're just depreciating the crap out of it because you won't take enough time to, to clean it a little bit. So I think there's safety, there's feeling good about yourself. There's, you know, uh, all these different pieces. And then just the pure value of uh, making it last longer is huge. And that's a good point because the number one thing that people look at, whether they're buying a car or whether the dealer is taking the car in on trade, the number one thing they look at is cleanliness. And the number two thing they look at is tire depth, how much tread is left on your tires. So if you have a really clean car, in most cases, that value is going to skyrocket um, that way. And and I think that's that's hugely important. Yeah, we've bought and sold a lot of cars over the years and you can sell a good, clean three, four, five, ten, you know, 25 year old car like the, you were talking about uh, quite well if it's been maintained. So uh, we always talk to you and come to you about uh, proper mechanical maintenance. But I think the main maintenance of the exterior of the car, the interior car, all that is extremely important also. So that's a little episode, a little fun, little different uh, uh, glove box version of yeah hey our glove box is clean now we have a clean glove box that's important to have so mike and tony tadich from the glove box clean Hey, Mike and Tony Tad, it's back with you from the glove box. And we got a caller call in question and stuff. I think the, uh, the call in question, Tony is, you know, insurance, uh, on, on my car, you know, full coverage, PLPD, personal liability, personal property is what that stands for. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So because I've never had PLPD on anything. How's that? Well, but that stands for, okay, I'm not covering my car, but I'm going to stay, I'm going to cover anything I run into. Plus I'm going to cover all the humans inside my car. So personal, personal liability, personal, uh, you know, personal property or not what I say. Oh, forget it. I don't remember. PLPD. I've personal never had PLPD. 
Yeah. So it covers crap I run into and it covers it covers the humans. It does not cover the car. Full coverage, and on the other hand, covers the whole car and stuff. But callers asking about insurance and you know, gosh, now think about all the commercials on TV and all the different um got the Geico Gecko. Well, we're not supposed to have name brands per se, but you, you know got, we Yeah, Shaq and the uh general. We got yeah, let's just say we have Shaq and we have the duck and we have uh that lady uh Avalak. Yeah. But saying the names. We Whoa. have flow. We have flow and we have I don't remember who flows with. <laughs> well, when you have that uh um I, my personal favorite is the uh the wondering IU basketball games where the guy uh, slam dunks the uh basketball in the in the basement while he's playing basketball with his kid on his knees and rips the uh, hoop off the side and the water pipe bursts into the bottom of the house. We're talking car insurance and people yeah, it's don't the same know. thing. You can get car insurance through IU that company. is for people in that live in the state of Indiana, that's Indiana University, but other people may not know that. They should. They may think it's Iowa or yeah, that's, some other that's Illinois stupid. or one of the other. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's hey, let's be respectful to everybody out there. But um car insurance, I mean, I think the I'll start out this briefly and then Tony can uh tip in on it a little bit. Uh at the basketball uh, I, Yeah, I caught it. Yeah. Okay. Tip in. Okay. Yep. Want to make sure you had that. I'm gonna um, slam it. How's that? Uh, okay, there we go. Um that would be pretty typical. But there are state minimums. Um, for insurance. So every state, um, most are very pretty similar, but some states have minimum insurance that you have to carry. Some states have, um, I know one state close to us, Michigan, has no fault insurance. So basically, Ugh. yeah, if you run into me, I, um, I cover my car, you cover your car, and there's nobody at fault. Most other states um, basically have, if if you caused it, your, ins your insurance companies pay for everything. So there's also so, all sorts of variances, but any things that come to mind to you that somebody should look for in a in a good solid um, insurance policy? Glass coverage. Glass coverage. That's an important piece. So um, I happen to have two cars, mine and my wife's, or my truck and my wife's, both with stone chips in them, need to be repaired. Those can be repaired, um, oftentimes now versus replacing a whole windshield because. Glass coverage has been huge, Tony. I mean, there are some windshields, what, two grand, three grand, four thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you guys have all these lane departure and you got uh radar cruise control and all these other things. So most of your long range radar is mounted on the backside of your rear view mirror. So then when you replace the windshield, it all has to be reprogrammed and everything on top of what that windshield costs, because that area of the glass has to be a special area of the glass. To be able to handle that radar going through it which brings out a great question is uh having a independent service center like we have that that uh has either can install the glass or works with somebody so they can do the reprogramming also for that you just can't have anybody stick a windshield in your car anymore uh, uh many 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 new cars won't even start uh they won't run because uh they have to have uh that fixed but i think um you know is there things that come to mind for you for, you know, basic, I know you talked about glass coverage is a must, must what other coverage? Um, towing coverage, towing coverage is huge. Um, if you need to get, 
you know, towed in. Most insurance companies have some type of thing for that. Insurance, um, if you do happen to get an accident, you have decent rental car insurance. So will that car uh, be able to, uh, um, while your car's in a body shop, can you, you know, have, you know, use of transportation? And you got to watch those because there's some policies that do not have that or they limit it to a, uh, that you would never go, you would never be able to rent a car for the price that they're going to give you. You're going to pay some out-of-pocket expenses and stuff. So Along that lines is making sure that you have coverage if you're driving another vehicle. So a lot of people end up driving their parents' car for a little while or maybe a grandparent's car. Maybe you have to go pick up your parent or grandparent and drive them every single day to their appointments, and they're more comfortable in their own vehicle than they are in yours or they can't get into your car and they can get in their own car easier. In a lot of insurance cases, if you don't have the special rider that allows you to drive other people's cars and you get in an accident driving your mom's car or grandma's car, um, they could deny that claim because you're considered an uninsured motorist at that point in time. That's a great point also. And and along that lines also is um, I, I own a, a motorcycle and motorcycle insurance and car insurance do not cross over uh, their separate policy. So for instance, if you go rent a car, if you go to enterprise or one of the majors and you rent a car on vacation, many times your, your personal policy will cover that. Um, and, and you, you don't have to buy the insurance from that. Ask your agent about, about that part of the insurance, but I will guarantee you no car insurance covers motorcycle rental. So we had a, uh, I heard it was a friend of a friend told a story, but guy rented a motorcycle for a trip was out in Vegas or something has, has the motorcycle parked at a hotel motorcycle gets stolen. He thought he had coverage like he did on his rental car out of his home policy or his, his, uh, car policy. And he did not. So he personally wrote a check for 25 grand for a motorcycle. <laughs> um, so it's so, so check out when you rent something or like Tony says, you're driving a parent's car, or relatives, a buddies, whatever. Do you have coverage for that? All these. And I will tell you, we know it for a fact because we have a lot of cars, loaner cars in our fleet and stuff in our shops. That whole insurance business has gotten tighter and tighter and tighter where yep. they don't give too many uh, free passes, so to speak, and stuff. And it's pretty much by the rule and by the book. and and all those types of things. Um, so I think, you know, those not, are all not on car insurance, but one thing I did just find out if you have personal umbrella insurance, you can get a rider on it for uninsured motorists and a bunch of other stuff that has to do with your vehicle to where your personal umbrella can kick in. If your car insurance uh, has a lapse in a certain area. Yeah, that there, there's a great point. Somebody steals your car out of your driveway because you left the keys in it. Um, you can be liable with your insurance for that car when that person goes out and wrecks it or, you know, cause, bo causes bodily injury, even to himself or herself. Um, there's a lot of those. So I would certainly ask some questions. I, I'm going to honestly tell you, none of us are probably going to sit down and read an insurance policy, but I would, I would strongly suggest that you get with a good agent, um, get with somebody that can answer some questions and, and, uh, figure out, you know, the right policy that works for you. Don't just go on price. Your driver's record makes a heck of a difference too. Yeah. So if you got a yeah. lot of problems, um, 
on that. A lot of speeding never tickets. Never me. It's gonna. Yeah, it's never happened. It's gonna cost you. Uh, the other thing I was going to touch on real fast is, in most instances in today's vehicles, PLPD makes no sense for you to take out. It is in your best interest most of the time to take out full coverage. And most of the time, let's say you are driving that car that's 25, maybe 30 years old, and you get a newer car, don't be surprised if you see that that newer car is actually cheaper on insurance than what the old vehicle was. Because their rating insurance is based on safety ratings of the vehicle, amount of airbags, seat belts, all kinds of stuff that way versus what that older car was. So that's that's something to really pay attention to. You can actually save money in insurance with a newer car than what you can with an older car. 100%. We have an old 72 GMC truck that's fixed up, fixed up nicely. It costs us more than a, than a you know brand new truck that I drive or pretty much so. Um, those are important things a little bit. Uh, thank you for the good call caller about uh, insurance and different things. Ask questions, get an agent that can, he or she can answer great questions for it's you. It's fun that we're in the glove box. Cause you know, when we're in the glove box, we're right next to right where your insurance card should be. Exactly where it should be. Have that ready and in the proper place so you can find it. Mike and Tony Tadich from the glove box. Driving the discussion today is brought to you by Auburn Gear. With Auburn Gear, you enjoy the top-of-the-line American-made diffs. Our extensive lineup includes specialty models for your specific needs, from everyday driving to performance racing, hauling loads on the highway, or conquering the toughest trains. Auburn Gear has satisfied power enthusiasts for over 50 years. Visit AuburnGear.com for more. Hey, Mike and Tony Tadish back with you from the glove box. Uh, this uh, segment is called Driving the Discussion, sponsored by our friends at Auburn Gear. Auburn Gear is a uh, fellow Indiana-based company, makes awesome uh, rear differentials for your Jeeps, for your pickup trucks, for your off-road vehicles, for your hot rod. Um, they do a wonderful uh, um product and all sorts of different uh, things a lot of uh, racing and a lot of off-road types of stuff with that too so if you're looking for those type of changes in in those types of vehicles jump on auburn gears website uh probably auburngear.com i'm assuming um and uh, check them out and they'll they'll be happy to assist you and they've got a good technical support uh, uh line that can help you with things with that too so um this uh, week's uh, or this segment's uh, discussion is manual versus automatic transmissions, pros and cons. Um, a lot of people, most generally, cars in this day and age have automatic transmissions. Some people like the ability to, you know, whether it's a sports car or whatever, like they like to shift and they like to go through that. In the old days, Tony, I think the the manual transmission used to be perceived as has better gas mileage, so people would buy those, and they could get five miles a gallon better. Um, I'm driving a manual; it's getting worse gas mileage. <laughs> well, that, that, <laughs> therein lies the problem. So, uh, with many people with that, so there's a lot of people that love. Yeah, I want a manual transmission. I want to drive this Corvette and blah blah blah. But the way they drive it, about and, miles per gallon. I'm worried about smiles per gallon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different things and stuff, but uh, you know. Most generally, um, I don't know if you could buy a new, maybe a 
you know, a one ton dually truck, but most generally, I don't even know if you can get a manual transmission in a truck. I, I had to laugh. I was in one of the stores yesterday and I walked through there and there's a really, really clean early nineties Mazda Miata in there and stuff. And one of the guys is blowing me a bunch of crap because he's like, I want you to get in there. And I'm like, I'm not getting in that car. I said, you can put the top down. I might fit in it. But, um, Tony, Tony's a bigger gentleman. So I think not like well, large Marge, but you know. <laughs> Six foot four, like two eighty five. So, uh, so we, we sing a song sometimes, but we won't go into that. Yeah, something yeah. guy in a little car. Yeah, or in a little coat. I tried yeah. on Dan's coat a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, I stuck my head in the window of this Mazda Miata, and I was shocked. An early nineties Mazda Miata with an automatic transmission. Oh wow! Most I of those never weren't. seen that. Yeah, ever. Probably was special ordered that way. It had to be in, in, and it's still like underneath, they built the car to still be the, the manual transmission. So it had the full tunnel and everything else. It had, it had some other uh, wiring that was just sitting there and stuff. And we don't believe it was swapped because it was it, the dash, the instrument cluster, everything red is if it was an automatic, it, wow. was, it was shocking. Don't, so. bump, don't bump your mic. You're making noise. Yeah. Sorry. Or, I'm silent over here. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, um, yeah, that's, it's, the, the thing now is it's almost reverse. Like that car was very, very hard to get in an automatic transmission. Now to get a car in a manual transmission, like if you want to go order a Toyota Camry right now in a manual trans, I don't know if you can. Yeah, probably, probably not. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people like the shifting and stuff like that. I will say, if you think about through this, the automatic transmission came about for, you know, simplicity for a driver for more convenience. It was looked upon as, you know, maybe, uh, you were, had higher status when you had a, you know, so, a, a a car with more options and more deluxe types of things on it also had an automatic transmission when they first started coming out. So it took the way, took away you having to shift and do all these things. Now it seems most generally people that want a manual transmission want it because it's a sports car. They like the, you know, they're, they're car enthusiasts and stuff like that. Brody just brought up a good point and, you know, Brody who doesn't speak, eventually we're going to make this guy yeah, speak. Yeah, we're going to let him have so, a speaking but, part someday. You know, it used to be if you got a manual transmission, the car was cheaper. And now I'm pretty sure if you order a manual transmission in most applications, it'll cost you more money for the manual yes. than it'll cost you for the automatic. I think, I think an off, often case, uh, cases that's that's definitely the fact and stuff the other thing that i always see is some 16 year old gets his driver's license he or she <laughs> does and they want a manual transmission because they want to learn to drive and stuff like that and you know there are there are proper ways to drive a manual transmission and it it takes a knack and it takes it takes a little good fundamentals and stuff we've we've uh, <laughs> Over the years, we've hired younger people at our stores and maybe had to go pick up a car at a local factory to bring it back to service it. And we dropped somebody off and then it's like, hey, boss, I can't drive a manual transmission. I uh, just drove away one time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way you're going to figure it out. So I yeah. drop you off and you're going to figure out how to drive that baby back or you're going to walk. <laughs> so there's parts in a manual transmission. There's clutches and there's, you know, the gears and all those types of things. So there's, there's, you know, um, most generally, probably to rebuild a manual transmission, most generally they're a little cheaper, but if you don't know how to drive a manual transmission, 
you'll do what's called burning up the clutch. Um, you'll you'll make this component wear out a lot quicker because you don't know which you know how to drive one correctly and stuff. And then you'll grind gears and all these things. So, um, you know, being an Indiana-based company, uh, the old uh, the old transmission in, in a lot of GM cars was called a Muncie four-speed. And Muncie is from Muncie, Indiana. Did you know that, Tony? Yeah, yeah, I did know okay. that. All right, want to make sure. There's also a big clutch company called South Bend Clutch. Yeah, well, there's there there are plenty of those also and stuff. But there's a lot of different pieces with. I mean, I think the thing that you know, modern automatic transmissions first started as a two speed, and then a three speed, which makes they shift once or twice. You know, now, uh, gosh, I think that. I think that truck I drive now has a 10 speed or a 12 speed or something in it. That hasn't really helped the mileage my, with it. My my favorite one's the 32 uh, Model A Ford that we had. About the only Ford that we've owned, people. So, <laughs> but unsynchronized three speed manual yeah. transmission. Yeah, that one took a little bit of a little bit of knack. You could technically shift that without even pushing yep. pushing a clutch in if you let it go. But there was a lot of ingenuity in the older car like that, that uh, really made a difference with that. But, you know, I think, you know, talking about the different things with that, I think it's probably in this day and age, it's if, if you, if you like the manual transmission, you like the way it drives, that's, you're a car enthusiast, you know, you know how to use one properly. It's, it's pretty cool and stuff for me. I like that, but I wouldn't want it as a daily driver. Cause I wouldn't want to oh, screw around shifting it all the time. Pretty hard to uh, text and eat your cheeseburger or cough drops and, you know, put your beer down and, and everything else that way. So what <laughs> text while you're driving does not happen. <laughs> Read the newspaper. Mike doesn't believe in GPS. So you still got to pull out the Rand McNally. So oh, Randy McNally guys, you old folks on there, we always had that good friend. Yeah, I'm not a fan of GPS because they send you in stupid places that you should have no business going. And because you, you type the address wrong. <laughs> no, it is not. It's because they they purposely. Um, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think they purposely <laughs> push you in ways that you shouldn't go. So, but anyhow, whole another subject. But uh, uh, the modern that's going to be the next driving of the discussion. Mike's disdain for the GPS. The, the modern automobile, the modern transmission, uh, they both require services. Clutches have to be replaced from time to time in manuals and, and other things, throw-out bearing, pressure plate, and those type of things. In an automatic transmission, it's basically, they need an replace oil. fluid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, please, people, replace a fluid in your transmissions. I We have a lot of friends. I know our, our buddy Peter Fink with certified transmissions and everything. I mean, they have a, uh, they, they rebuild a lot of transmissions. I think the last I heard 55,000 in a year, pretty amazing, but, um, number sim- one cause is bad fluid. Yeah. Replace fluid, <laughs> replace, flush the transmission on a regular basis, even a little quicker than the manufacturer recommends at times, depending on your driving Because don't forget that manufacturers do want the car to eventually wear out. So you buy a new car, independent shops like ours will help you share and and share with you how to properly service a car to get the most out of it and make it last a long time. But Tony's right. Change the damn fluid in the transmission periodically. It's not a ripoff by who's recommending it. It needs to be changed. Not as often as your oil, but it still needs changed. I would also leave this tip. 
and even one of our newer advisors asked me, he said, if it gets too many miles on it, I shouldn't change the transmission fluid and uh, because it will mess it up. And I said, you know, unless it has a problem. So if, if, if you had 20,000 miles and you were 20,000 miles overdue on your oil change, we would still change your oil. I personally think there will be others that will disagree. It may, it may draw another two-star or one-star review. Um, but I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take that two-star or one-star, and I'll fight that any day. But if we flush your transmission fluid and your transmission fails afterwards, it already was failing. It already had a problem. Most generally, that is 100% right. They've, always, they've had a problem. But it is a good idea to change the fluid periodically in that as all the other fluids because the modern car has 8 to 10 to 12 fluids in it that do need changed periodically. So a little bit about automatic and manual transmissions uh, sponsored and brought to you by our friends at Auburn Gear. Uh, And this is our segment called Driving the Discussion. Mike and Tony Tadich from the Glove Box. Hey, this is uh, father and son team, Mike and Tony Tadich. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out with us again today. So you got anything to wrap up, Tony? It's uh, uh, shutting the glove box time. So we'll see you next time on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Make sure you're here for our next one. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.